Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Holy Trash Podcast. I'm Troyelle. I'm Ashley Burgess. And I'm Ashley Rice. And today we have with us my lovely sister, Dominique Noelle Hines. What's good? <laughs> She's going to be um, joining us on the convo today because the topic we are throwing in the trash is... I shouldn't express my sexuality. Let's go. Sex thing. <laughs> 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 about your plans for your sex dungeon. Oh, okay. So, eventually, one day I'll buy a bigger house than this. One day she'll stop chewing ice in the mic. I'm sorry. <coughs> one day I'll buy a bigger house than this, and I will have uh, like a basement that we go down to where I entertain my adult friends. A bar comes out of the wall. There's already a bar there things are on tap there's dim lighting there's there's like a sunken and like there's like a pit of Mm -hmm. just pillows and like just like a pit uh, what's it called i forget a pleasure pit they call it in the 70s a pleasure pit that sounds actually very comfortable yes and then uh like this material uh no it's like way softer than that Um, i'm thinking of like a huge bed of like couch like in the floor is that what you guys are thinking of the pleasure bit? Yeah. I'm thinking of it as like, a, like, like this is the top part and then you kind of like you go down a little bit and then it's like pillows and you know yeah. seating all around. Yeah. Like, around. like if a trampoline had pillows. Like an inverted <laughs> pool but in the floor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so good. Yeah, pillows that's, that's what I'm, I'm on the hard floor. No. That's what I mean. <laughs> no. It's like it's like you just throw it all the way. <laughs> Like the shag, like carpet, like the 70s. Yes, like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very comfortable. I'm feeling it. Okay, so. <laughs> That's my uh, sex and idea. Your sex dungeon. <laughs> so you are, what are you, what are you? Are you a Christian? Are you not? What is your title? Do you have one? Oh. You don't have to. I'm just curious. What an interesting question. I guess you could say I'm a Christian. Okay. Um, you could, yeah, you could label me as that. All right. Labeled. <laughs> I don't like babies. No. Um, okay, so you got married young. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Was that how did that? Like, was that something you were worried about at all, or were you just like, nah, this is this is my life? And how old were you when you got married? So I was twenty one when I got married. Um, it kind of it was something that kind of just like happened. I feel like for my life, like I, I think I went to when I went to ministry school when I was eighteen. I was kind of like, I want a boyfriend, and like, mm-hmm. I was like on the prowl with like these, uh, for like, you know, different dudes or whatever, and honestly, purely for just like flirtation and like, <clears throat> just I want a boyfriend and not even looking for a husband, right. and so and I never was thinking that far, if I'm being honest, so then like, after like a year of that and like kind of being rejected and whatever, um, 
I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to chill. Like, maybe I don't need to be so aggressive. Because I was literally, I would see a guy, meet him, and add him on Facebook, like, that day, and text him and be like, hey, do you want to hang out? Like, not maybe not the next day, but, like, in a week. I love it. In the span of a week of meeting that person, I was, like, trying to hang out with them, like, like, how are you? And, like. She said, what's good? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, (laughs) and, like, multiple guys would, I remember this one guy, he was, like, uh, he was like, yeah, hey, I don't have. A, I, after like hitting up like, 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 I don't know, like multiple times, there was like kind of weird like responses here and there. And finally, he was like, hey, like I don't have a car right now, so I'm only like I'm like getting rides with my friends. I'm only going places that are like really important right now, so like I I can't hang out. Like pretty much is what he said <laughs> to me. Wow. Damn. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, no worries. Like, got it. <laughs> So anyways, so that summer I was just like, you know what, like, I'm just going to chill, I'm just going to hang out, have fun, whatever. And like that summer is the summer I met Josh, who's my husband, and I don't know, we just like really vibed and like, he's just the homie, like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I joke and say that because like Josh is like literally just like my favorite person to hang out with and like totally gets me and I think when you're... For me, I guess, I, I, I would say I have good intuition. I would say I have a good sense of judgment and character. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I met him, I was just like, I think this is it. And I think this could be cool. So, wow. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there opposition? Or, like, were people saying anything? Like, you're too young? Um, no. Well, I think in the environment I was in at the time, that was already the culture. So it wasn't anything weird at all. To get married at 21, right. like at there are people around good? me who had gotten married at 18. What do you? How do you feel about it outside of yourself? I I would 100% say that like it's definitely not for everybody. Like I don't think that that the idea that you should get married young should be uh, like advertised to the majority of people. I don't think mm. you know. That's so it's a case true. by case thing. That's what I think too. Yeah, it is a case by case because there are some people that you know, are ready, and this is just where they're supposed to be at, but I would not say that for everybody. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. for damn sure. And for not me. Because most much. people yeah. don't really know themselves that young. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like, I know for me, I didn't, I was a 100% different person when I was, like, yeah. the age that you got married than I am now. Right. So I would be worried for myself if I got married, like, at that age, yeah. but... I think some people just know, mm-hmm. have the maturity. I agree. I agree. For sure. So, I want to talk about sexuality, I think as a whole with all of us, but um, do you feel, so did that have any play into you getting married younger? My sexuality? Mm-hmm. And wanting to express that? Because you, you pretty much have always kind of let yourself express yourself sexually. And I know this just being your sister. Like, even when you were, like, a toddler, you were just very... And not in a perverted way, not anything, like, super, but she just was always in touch with her body, was always, like, you know, shaking her hips in the mirror, <laughs> watching herself. She just, like, hmm. expressed that from a very young age. So I remember that about you. And one time we were in the car, and my, my mom <laughs> was asking us all what we wanted to be when we grew up. And so I was like an actress, singer, whatever, Kayla, I don't know what she said. And then Dom goes, I just want to be naked and free. Oh. <laughs> and she was like, 
four or five. I don't know. She was so young, and yeah. my mom laughed so hard. But I'm like, I think about it now, and I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> like, you really do become what you want to be when you're younger. Yeah. I said I wanted to be an octopus, and even though I do not have eight arms and legs. You don't? I do. I feel like I'm in, like, eight different things like doing work in them mm. and so in that sense i feel like an you octopus it. oh that's interesting beautiful. i like that and the octopus very wise mm. i love it okay so back to the question of sexuality wait first of all did you guys wait oh yeah i okay. did you were both virgins yeah we were oh, I true lovers this. so being that you have always been openly open with your sexuality um did christianity play a role in stifling that at all did it like did you have to or did you always just be like that's not for me i don't need to do all that because i know like for me it definitely there were things that i was like no this is not holy and i took it as like i have to tame this part of myself it's something to master and like d suppress you know and win <laughs> for sure um, I would say in some ways it did, some way it didn't. Like, I would say like there's part, like there's part of me that's like in tune with my body that like the I never felt, or there's a part of me that's always felt like certain parts of my sexuality are kind of just there, but then there's other parts of the church demonized that I had to like hold back a little bit more. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So there's parts that I'm okay with, and there's other parts that like that I've been taught, or no one even taught me like stuff that's like just um just in there. the culture it's around yeah. that I'm like holding back from. So what's an example of that? So one funny example was uh, when I was younger, obviously like I masturbated, watched like so much porn, like I've seen a lot of porn. Mm. And, and like um, this girl, she was a leader in the church and she posted this thing on Facebook saying like, she said, uh, what did it say? Oh, it was like every time you masturbate, a demon like comes into your heart or something like that or like oh, a demon comes into gosh. your room like, something crazy Stop. like that so i would be like Jezebel. i would be i saw that and i was like oh my god this is like the this is truth like mm. freak dude like so many demons <laughs> she's like that's a lot like, of demons but then like i'd be in my room alone and like would masturbate and, be, and then like i was like oh, well, no demon like <laughs> Get over there with the wrestler. <laughs> so like, but there was. What's funny is like, I felt bad about that, but it wasn't like crippling guilt where I was like fearful mm -hmm. and I don't know why, but it wasn't enough. Like the shame from all that wasn't enough mm -hmm. to like mm -hmm. stop me from doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, I see. Yeah, there was actually now that I think about, there's a lot of things that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, but didn't stop you, girl. Oh, like <laughs> kept going. Same. That's right. funny. Interesting. Okay. Um, but like now, would you? So, are you pro porn? Hmm. I would say I'm pro like so I'm pro things that um, are okay. So like when it comes to porn, I, I would say like ninety percent of the porn that's out there is free, and majority of the free porn out there is like this man's POV all the time. And if you're, mm -hmm. you know. That's true. And also, just the lighting, like, I appreciate things that are, like, more tasteful, I would say. Like, yeah. have more cinematic value and show more intimacy and show, you know, connection, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, if I, if, like, for me, I can't speak for, like, 
how I feel about for everybody else, but for me personally, like, if I, I can't watch like regular like Pornhub top yeah. ten video like porn yeah. and, and like get aroused. Yeah. Like it's well, I don't really watch porn that much because the porn I like I have to pay for, so it's not mm-hmm. the. It's not, so you like it's scripted like, porn? It's not even scripted. Uh, well, just like erotic cinema. I yeah. like that. If that's call that's that what I was gonna say too. I I do fancy erotic cinema, but there has to be like a storyline. I have to be like. Invested, I can't just watch like, people just like having like these like cheap videos that are like. And I would say for the most part. No, but I would agree. Yeah, there's got to be, and you can tell the difference. It's just like there's like storytelling. I don't know. I think it's an art. I think it can be an art form, and then I think it can be what it's turned into. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so kind of going off of like what Trail was asking, do you feel like sex was the motivation for getting married? Like, in the Bible, a lot of people use the scripture where it says, like, it's, be- it's better to just, like, get married so you can have sex than to, like, burn. Than to burn. Yeah. I think that possibly was something on Josh's end, maybe. Um, for me, if anything, I was trying to slow down the process. And I think, mm-hmm. but if anything, jo- jo- a year was, like, really pushing it for Josh. So, like... You know, I, I, before we got married, I wanted to get, like, um, go to marriage counseling and do all that stuff. And he was like, what the heck? No, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, from I don't even, I don't think that, for me, no. It wasn't, like, that big of a motivation to get married. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, what made it, I'm just curious, being, maybe you can differentiate the difference between being sexually free and then still walking in what Christians would define as purity. Because I feel like most people would say that that's, you know, if you're gonna be sexually free, you're not definitely trying to wait for marriage, you know? What's the difference to you between porn being okay, but you can't have sex before marriage? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Hmm. what's your boundary in that? Do you have it? Not that it has to be like these rules. Is that the point of being sexually liberated? Is that you have no boundaries? Well, or maybe the boundary is just knowing yourself. I think the, I don't know, what's the difference? Well, because I say I'm a Christian, but like, I'd maybe that's probably not a good way to describe my, how I guess how I feel, because there's, I'm a Christian, but there's a lot of things I don't agree with necessarily. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't just assume that I think that those two are inseparable, like not watching porn and not doing this or both. I, I wouldn't just assume that I believe that going on with the conversation I'm just saying so like but like going back now would you do the same thing would you still wait am, am I still that person am I still that age yeah. I think so yeah okay so this is I, more just about just waiting until you were ready I think so yeah I'm ready to like give it's like a commitment on both ends I'm committing to you like my body and mm-hmm. not in like a my husband's my master thing, but like, <laughs> yeah, I, it's yeah, like yeah. a, it's like a, it's like a ritual. It's, it's, a, sure. it's a beautiful dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's definitely worth waiting for when it's like super, and not that, you, not, not that it has to be like this big thing, but like it's an exchange of like intimacy with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely another level that I think. That's and funny because I, I kind of feel the opposite. <laughs> really? Like, because we, me and David both waited. Right. But there were times before where we came so close to having sex that I almost just wished, like, 
you would have wanted. Because it was so much more passion, like, in the moment. And then on our marriage uh-huh. night, it was so more, like, awkward. Like, okay, now we know you're, we're yeah, expecting it. Yeah. And it wasn't the same. I and so I almost sense, feel like it would have been a better experience our first time if we would have just done it. Right. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, hot Because it was more night. natural. Now yeah. it's like, I have to create this because yeah. this is what you do. Because this is what you do in your wedding night. Actually, I hear a lot, though, that a lot of couples don't because they're exhausted and, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever works. Not to discount what you're saying because I think that's important, too. Right. Like, I think it's just different. For <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I would probably be on that same boat. Just because I love spontaneity and I love in the moment. And then if you're going to go and back and try to recreate that, yeah. like, now we're married. Remember last Thursday? <laughs> it's go time. Get off me. <laughs> I mean, I agree. But to the extent of I have to know that I'm going to end up with this person for me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she was already I mean, engaged. We were engaged so yeah, nice. it was, yeah, that was the case. I was engaged. And, yeah. So no one night. But I also wasn't a virgin. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, so what I want to know, I'm curious on your thoughts on purity culture. And the, because you had to do the ceremony with Jesus, right? I done like a contract. And then I wrote a letter to my husband. And there was a can, and I put a candle, a picture of myself. Why do you have to do all that? In a box. Are you serious? Yeah, and they it's a, it was a white box that we got to decorate, and then you put a candle, the letter to you, and then she had a you know like back in like the 18th century, they would like stamp. Oh, with those. So I love that stuff. It was know, like a hoop. Yes. And you just like seal the letter mm-hmm. with it, and it's so official. What's that called? Dries, I don't know, but. So my teacher, that's she sealed our letters to her husband with that, right? Oh my god! So I couldn't by the blood of Jesus. I couldn't open it. Creepy as hell. I couldn't open this letter if I wanted to. That's so true. And then I put it in the white box, also with a picture of myself, and then a candle, (laughs) like, and on my wedding night. Yes, on my wedding night. Picture of me when I was ten. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're turned on. I wish I wish mom I wish I still had it because mom it was at mom's house, but I wish I could find it. Oh, you, I was you never for it. after Gosh. all that. I know, you right? Know. So, anyways, I, that was part of the ceremony, and I did a ceremony, signed a contract, that I wait till marriage. Were you excited about it, or were you just like, this is what everyone else? Is I was doing? I was excited because I probably because I got a piece of jewelry during the ceremony. I was like, ooh, what? Because <laughs> it came with the ring that said uh, some verse on it. Or something. Oh, yours came with the ring. I think so. Ashley's didn't. Oh. I was like, ain't that thought of, she had to buy her own damn purity ring. Because I was a missionette. Oh. She was like, with this ring, I'd be wed. I think I was more excited about the novelty of it, not so much what was actually happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I guess for a young girl, that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. It's a cute way to get everybody excited about waiting and suppressing themselves, actually. Yeah, it wasn't that deep for us yet. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about dressing like fashion is there a certain way a christian woman should dress well you don't you're not necessarily christian traditional christian but modesty is modest the hottest is my i think it's whatever you feel like the best in because i think for a while i felt best actually i still do love like a modest swimsuit like a like 
like a short sleeve shirt, like but a crop top, like long sleeve mm-hmm. top as a swim, you know, mm-hmm. like I think that's sexy as, as well. Like I feel like what even what even is modesty when sexuality is like everyone's perspective of things, you know? So yeah. like you could you could be just fully covered and that's sexy to somebody mm-hmm. and they think that's so I'm like, what even is that? That's true. I don't know. But you don't see anything wrong with dressing like promiscuously. To me, like a body is a body. Is and I don't ever? know what what is that what is pr- like promiscuity that's like okay okay I think the better question is what do you think because so many Christians want to think that women are responsible for how men see us and how they act so you know like if we're dressing too with too little clothing then that's going to cause a man to stumble mm. like what do you think about that Obviously, I think that's stupid. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did um, you ever believe that though, or you never? Because I definitely one thousand percent used to believe that. I would. I would things. say. Oh, I'm so sorry. I would say like I used to think, like my body parts. I, my, I feel like more than how I dressed because I dressed pretty conservatively. I would say it was my body that was sexualized when I was younger, and I had thought that like my butt was like too prominent, so I had to like posture myself a certain way to like kind of hide it yes where did that come from and that was i think someone probably said something about my butt or something but i honestly can't recall a certain moment Mm -hmm. and and yeah i don't know Mm -hmm. but i think uh women but i think it came from the culture of like women with curves are over sexualized yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely so i feel you i used to at church would like try not to wear anything that would make my butt look too big even though I have a big butt like I can't yeah. really hide it <laughs> Same. but I would try to do anything and everything to like hide it like the shape of it or just the shape of my body in general because I was like I don't want anyone to lust after me I don't want to be the reason someone's husband's not like I don't I can't like I used to wear uh, my bra and then I would wear a sports bra over it not a sports bra but a bandeau, you know the bandos <laughs> Yeah, I would wear that to like hide any cleavage. Like, so it came up to like so it would like, suppress my boobs down, uh-huh. and then it would like cover like the line of cleavage. Like it was like an inch above that, so it was like right here. And I was like, "We are cleavage free, ladies. It is time to leave the house." <laughs> like I was like, I was, I can't even. And now I think about it, and like I hate wearing bras most of the days, and I'm like, I cannot believe I literally would just like. Would be in there like taping up our like, <laughs> honestly, and the like, wouldn't know. And, I, <laughs> I wasn't that strict on myself, but that's That's interesting you were like that. Yeah, I really, I really, I was just talking to my friend about this today. I'm like, we, because we both have deconstructed and she was like, I'm just the type of person, like I go zero to a hundred. When I believe something, like I fully believe it. Like I learn Mm -hmm. everything about it that I can and I go all the way in. Where some people are like, it was never that, I'm like, everything was that serious Mm -hmm. to me. (laughs) Like that's the kind of person I am, so. Um, that makes for a very painful deconstruction when you're like, oh, what? <laughs> and then, then to find out that other people around you never saw it that serious either, you're kind of like, damn, I was really out here. <laughs> well, I think, well, I think that deconstruction looks different for everybody. So like, Absolutely. So when I, when I think of deconstruction for me, it's not that my Jesus or my God wasn't important to me because that legitimately like that it still is that is legitimately still important to me mm-hmm. but I don't like everything else surrounding that was like kind of mm-hmm. here or there for me so right. my whole journey is not detrimental to me right now it's right. like it's more like 
what I've always known is still the same, but everything else around that is kind of up for question, and that's okay with me, and that's not, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I so, think, no, I, for sure. 100%. I just couldn't live that way, like, with the way that I'm thinking. Like, I was, like, everything was that serious. Like, I couldn't leave things up for question. I had to have the answer. Like I was saying before, like, I would coach mm -hmm. myself on, like, when they asked me, what do you think about this? I better be. Was it because you think you needed surgency, or like, why did you think you it was that way for you? Um, I just thought like, if this is gonna be my belief, this is who I am, then I better know everything about it. I better have an answer for every question, and I better, you know, be educated and well versed on what I'm talking about. And I did it. And so I just, to can like to convert people, or so that they believed you when you said you believed. Probably, that. probably both. But I was never. That's one thing that maybe I wasn't as serious converting people and like winning people to Christ, that was never, that is one thing I will say, I was never like, I beat myself above that or like, I never was like, oh, I witnessed to this girl today, like, um, cause you know. You yeah, know. I, I would because that's all it was about, like reaching every student in every school. Oh and God. so I remember even when I went to college, and I was on campus and there was a guy that was walking on crutches and I saw him but then I was like just looking around and afterwards I was like man I should have prayed for him like dang like if people <laughs> at church knew that I just let him pass by and I didn't pray oh for him God. I beat myself <laughs> up so I was the one I actually gained a friend and he was really good looking too and um, I had uh, asked me about Jesus tag on my backpack and so people would always see it, and they were like, so what about Jesus? And would be like, well. Oh, like, my oh. God, no. But I met this boy. <laughs> kind of Walmart Because he, <laughs> he saw that on my back, and he was like, um, he asked me if I was a Christian. And I thought he was asking me when if my name you, was Christina. What will you say? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was asking me if my name was Christina, and I was like, no. And he's like, oh, so you're Catholic. And I was like. No, I'm a Christian. He's like, that's what I asked you. I was like, oh. <laughs> he said, clearly, that was a Christian. And then he ended up being my friend. So what, um, I guess I'm trying to say, so you've always thought this way? Like, was there a switching point for you? Was there a light bulb where you were like, I'm going to do my damn thing? Um. Okay, I would say. Like, how did you get to where my, you are today? I would say my journey started when I, after I got married and I started to have sex and like I was like cool having sex is great but then there's like another part of me like your sexuality isn't just having sex with somebody else it's oh, it's it's a, it's a mindset for me I feel I don't know I could be wrong I feel like it's like it's an embodiment it's a mindset it's how you feel mm -hmm. about yourself I agree. it's part of your sexuality and expressing that starts with you loving like your body mm -hmm. and I think uh, like after after I got married when I got married I was like pretty like chunky and then and then after we like had our honeymoon, I started to like go to the gym and stuff and like start to lose weight and stuff. But I had to love that body first before I could mm -hmm. start losing weight. And um, so, so, so I started with that and then also started with like, I listened to this podcast that I recommend called How Come. Um, her name is Remy, Remy Casimir. And she just, it's about a, a girl who, or a woman, um, she had never had an orgasm and she was like upset about it. And so she, <laughs> she was like, hey guys, it's Remy, like, she goes, I've never had an orgasm, and I'm pissed, and that's how she started the, how she started the podcast, <laughs> um, and so, 
So I started listening to that, and like, even though I was like orgasming during sex or whatever, and like it was, that was, that wasn't an issue for me. It was just hearing people talk about their sexuality and sex, like just um, more frequently, was really f- refreshing, and that also opened up like just this part of me. I was like, oh my god, yes, like I am a woman. I have femininity. Like I bring something sexual to the table that's like really cool as well, not just. You know, like, I don't know, it was, that was really cool, and that's what opened me up even more to, like, what I was, I don't think I was realizing what I was suppressing, which was, like, my body, my butt being too big, and then not being okay with, um, I don't know, oh, yeah, like, my vagina, looking at my vagina, and Josh, seeing my vagina, you know, like, that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, cool, I need to, like, not do that, and to (laughs) fix that. Great that, yeah. Um, So your sex, would you say it got a lot better after you embraced that? Uh, yeah, for sure, definitely. I think it's gradually. I think it's gradually just gotten better and better just, and better, yeah, naturally, Na- like naturally. But I think that was. Uh, but I think it wasn't like a. Oh, it got better right away. It was kind of like actually. I don't think. I think it's gotten like, its best like right now, and mm-hmm. it's like. But my sexuality has finally come in to like fruition. I feel like. Right. Like it's been like it wasn't like when I was listening to that podcast. It wasn't like a. Like one big. It wasn't like it all came to me like. Right right. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. It just kind of unfolded naturally. Yes, exactly. For you. Yeah. So um, you had, Ashley Rice, you had a moment with yourself where you were like loving your body in the mirror, right? For like mm-hmm. the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Did that change anything sexually for you or was it more just for, or I think it's all wrapped in one, but what was that yeah. experience for you? <clears throat> Um, I think it just gave me more confidence, like, Mm -hmm. just, not just in, like, sexually, but just, like, with my husband, but, like, with myself, just, like, my, I I feel like it affects every area of your life. If you suppress your sexuality, it it affects your creativity, it affects everything, so I feel like, since I've gotten more free in that area, I feel happier all around, like more creative and more yeah. but yeah like sex got better too where I just feel more open to like be more of myself and like say what I want and stuff like that I feel like sexual liberation is the key like I don't think it's just one part of it I think it's like the part of it just because that's something that is and it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be taught like you said it's just in the culture and so you kind of just develop this idea, and yeah, it's not just church; it's our society. Very true. That we yeah, even look at women. Women's sexuality yeah. is inherently shameful. Right. I think depending on the type of person you are, that's how extreme you want to make it. But for those people who are super extreme and who completely suppressed anything sexual, and a lot of times you hear those stories if they come out of it that they had horrible sex lives and horrible and not only that but if you're really bad then you are judging yourself and others like just as bad like you know Mm -hmm. it's just like this but I think there's just this like sickness that comes from suppressing yourself I feel like whether it's emotionally sometimes physically but um I just think that part I think we need to normalize sexual liberation and 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 not in a perverted way like it's not perverted at all it's who we are, you know? Mm-hmm. And like you said, it flows into every single thing. 
So you may think like, what does sex have to do with how I raise my kids? But everything, you know what I mean? Like what does sex have to do with how I work out? Like for instance, I'm an artist and before I would have never drawn stuff like a naked woman or Mm -hmm. a vagina. But now I'll do it and freely put it on the internet. Like, I don't care. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's not shameful. Like, the woman's body is not inherently mm-hmm. shameful. And it's not meant for a man to look at and jack off to. Right. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, our bodies were not meant to be part of entertainment. Which, sadly, I think that's Worth part of, like, living in Vegas. And, like, where we are, a woman's body is inherently entertainment and, like, real mm-hmm. estate for advertising and things like that you know it's yeah. it's overly sexualized and it was never meant to be like consciously like that it yeah. was meant yeah. for you know personal encounters with, with each other mm-hmm. and then even going back to um getting married young so i got married and like i was like chunky whatever then i lost weight then i moved to vegas and like for the first time in my life like people were like hitting on me like crazy like and i was and I've never had that in my life. Like, that's so aggressive, I think. I don't know why. Like, I guess I had, like, grown up and I don't know, whatever. But I was, and then I remember talking to Josh about it and being like, Josh, like, I'm just letting you know, like, people are trying to hit on me more. And, like, I really like it and I feel bad that I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I told him that. <laughs> and he was like, you know, what? like, that, that's cool. Like, you know, sometimes, like, people come into the shop and, like, they flirt with me and, like, I flirt back. Like, like it's not, like, a big deal, like, for wow. you. And to, it's like because like he's I mean Josh is super secure and he's like I know who like you love you know and I think like a fun like casual exchange with someone a stranger like pass and go is like fine you know right so he really Josh really allowed me to like he and he still does give me permission but she doesn't have to to like be free in who I am in that way and to express myself with other people and to you know and I used to be so weird around I still have this thing around like men especially married men Mm -hmm. where I feel like I can't even look them in the eyes because I don't want them Uh to see me as sexual Uh or that I'm and it's oh it's so freaking sick and it's so annoying because I just want to like love everybody and I want to have I want to connect with everybody yeah you you should be able to it's for me I I realized too that I'm nervous talking to a man one-on-one like because the whole time I'm like, oh God, no. Yeah. I this to look, and it's just like you over-sexualize the moment. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be that way, and it makes it awkward. Yes. And I think that's huge in church culture, which yes. I think is very sick. That's funny, because when we were at the mountains, and it was just me, you, like a bunch of girls, and David, oh, yeah. and like how we were all like talking, getting along, and like I could see him like opening up to you guys, and... I was like, these are your friends. Like, it's okay to have girls as friends. Like, yeah. you can, you know what I mean? Like, wow. you can have a friendship with the opposite sex. Like, in church, that was like a big no no. Like, yeah, right. if you're married, like, yeah. you only get mm-hmm. very superficially close to that person or right. else you're in danger. Right. That doesn't mean don't, like, be, like, cautious. be smart, yeah. but don't be so overly cautious that you're, like, weird about that it. That you're awkward. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. But that's so freeing to know that Josh, like, allows you to, like, have guy friends or, like, flirt, you know, with people. Like, and not even just about flirting, but just about, like, feeling that attraction, owning it. It's not, it's for, like, it's first of all, like, accepting it, connecting. Yeah. Or even being able, like, this guy was, like, like, he was very friendly. He walked up behind me. I was like, hey, how are you? And we started walking together. I was walking into Mothership Coffee. And we just, like, and I, I usually I would have been, like, 
and like walked away like I totally ignored him yeah. but I, I said I engaged him and looked him in the eyes and we had like a nice conversation and and like just because I have a conversation with this random man does not mean like that's even flirting at all you know like right. true, yeah. and I used to think that was so like taboo and like oh, so dumb but uh yeah it was just like yeah it's just like normalizing normalizing to connection should it be weird connection yeah because that's yeah. weird yeah, I think one thing I struggled with too all the time was thinking that every every connection was supposed to be something, hmm. or that every time you connect with the opposite sex, it is that means you know, we it have, has we to have be a good something. conversation, so it's gotta be yeah. something. And I'm like, no, like it's, now it's I'm like, that's normal, you know. And just like you said, I was the same way where like a guy would approach and I would run the other way, like run in the opposite direction, even though I wanted nothing more than a husband. But like, <laughs> then somebody would talk to me and I would literally run the opposite direction. And now I'm like, it's like you said, it's okay to have a conversation, to look them in the eye, to yeah. tuck your hair behind to your ear and laugh a little bit. Like it doesn't mean, you know, but I was so programmed to like. And that's, for me, that's part of my sexuality is giving people that energy and then, or someone giving me that energy and then giving it back. And that's part of expressing that part of myself I that, that I need to, you yeah. know, and it's, yeah. and that's okay and it's healthy. You know, and I don't know. So, do you have any practical advice that you would give to a woman who was struggling with her sexuality, just feeling like she's not, can't, isn't able to express it? Like, what are some practical things? Or I think any? it's owning your first. I think I recently learned this. It's one owning your desires, owning like mm. actually, or figuring if you don't know them, figure them out. Like actually do like this sexually I actually do I actually am attracted to this sex and I accept that and I'm, it's okay that desire is okay like ex- mm. accepting all of your desires and mm. then um, figuring out how to express those in a healthy and consensual way you know and That's just good. being just owning it and being honest with it and then you know and it's sexuality is complicated so complex you know there's people who are attracted to people who look like women and men. There's people who are attracted to, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different, like, mm-hmm. things, um, but no, but not Science be too, to yeah. not be too, don't be intimidated by that, and know that it, it can be complex, and that's okay as well. Mm-hmm. If your sexuality mm-hmm. is complicated, you're like, oh, I like men, but I also like trans women, or I'm into having sex with, um, what, like, women, and I'm a woman, but I, you know, like, whatever, yeah. whoever it is. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense when you think about it in that way, because we are complex people. And I feel like a lot of times Christianity tries to bog everything down to man and woman, sex, and like that's it. And it's like, you know how many people are in the world and different backgrounds and stories and like you really just expect that to be it for people? Like, you know, most women don't even orgasm through that kind of sex and like, it's like, you know what I mean? There's like so many, I feel like, things that are just left out and it just, it makes, it ruins the idea of sex to me yeah and then I would advise sorry I think okay yeah I was talking to my friend about this too like if you don't like your body I think what you first need to do is accept the body that's already there and be like and look really look at yourself and be like I'm okay with this and like actively like tell yourself that you love yourself and like Mm -hmm. in your mind and tell yourself good things and then if you don't, and then after that, if you're still like, uh, like I'm not healthy, lose weight, like eat healthy. It's only when you can love yourself you can start to do those things. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's, I think that's practical. And then I'd also say to, um, 
don't know, just, that's, I think that probably is hard. That's what I did anyways, to accept my body more and to be okay and normalize things about my body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and be okay with that taking as long as you need it to take. Yes. Because a lot of people think there is a timeline to self-love. Like, oh, I, I did this for six months and then I was cured. And like, that may be the case for one person, but for me, it's been a three-year journey mm-hmm. of just learning to love my body. And I still go back and forth with it. I still struggle with it, but I know that this is the way to being happy with my body is learning mm-hmm. to love it and learning to accept mm-hmm. it. And it wasn't until I started to value my body and like you said, like looking at your thighs and looking at your ankles and just accepting it and, and pouring love into it, that's when you start to really care for yourself. And Thank it for all it's done for you. Yes. Oh, that I gratitude. Yes. Has been so important to me in this time because I keep saying like although I I weigh now the most I've ever weighed in my entire life. Like I'm so thankful for my body because I know the trauma that I went through before I moved back home Mm -hmm. that was keeping my body like very skinny and it wasn't good and so when I came back now my body's like holding on to this and I'm like I get it like we were traumatized (laughs) so of course you're gonna hold on and so I always thank it for like doing what it needs to do to to be better right and I'm like I'm more in love with my body now than I've ever been in my life Mm -hmm. so it's like maybe this is what I needed right yes 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 and we were just talking about this in the car too, of just like getting rid of trying to keep yourself. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with how you want to keep track of your your health, but I just want to encourage more of doing what feels good mm-hmm. and working from that place versus I used to be this size and now I should be this size or like I feel like if we can just encourage more of that, it'll especially in our young girls, I feel like it'll help them develop healthier body ideas. I also think that's just dumb because you, for the majority of people, you're going to gain weight as you get older. That's just because your metabolism slows down. Yeah. So no matter what, you're going to gain more weight. It's just about like looking the best you can in whatever way you your body decides yes. to be and, and not trying to obtain, too. but also the like trying to obtain like um, numbers. I think that's so irrational. And it's actually yeah. kind of like maddening if you do that. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Because you can never... But people, but yet here we are, people do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that being overweight my whole life has done for me is that I could care less about a scale. And the scale's a liar anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I feel 130. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, scale. <laughs> but I, I mean, and you can tell, you got energy, you feel good. You know, you're getting good sleep. Your, you know, your skin looks good. You know when you feel yeah. good, and you know when you're you're not doing so well. And I just like, I'm just a total advocate in, in pushing that and knowing yourself. Like, imagine a young girl mm-hmm. knowing that, mom, I think I need to, you know, eat more vegetables this week. Or you know, imagining mm-hmm. that self-aware. But no one's. That's, but people. That's also part of teaching you to listen to your body, and that was never right. taught to any of us. I don't think even not even at a. Like a, like a medical and digestive standpoint. No one, my mom never told me, listen to your body, ever. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. For me, like, this past week, I was feeling, like, really down about myself at one point, And I knew I was very sluggish. Like, mm-hmm. 
how are you gonna get winded walking up the stairs at your house? Like, come on. Let me tell you. And so I was like, okay, I need to do something. And so I decided to work out and I worked out every day last week. And I've had so much more energy. And so now like, instead of looking at my body like it should be looking this way or like looking at the scale, I'm like, can I make it through this whole workout doing all the exercises? Like, how's my strength? How's yeah, my endurance? Right. Not like, is my butt bigger? Like, right. I don't care less about right. those things. I care more about my strength and, and my overall health than just yeah. Whatever. And that's called performance progress as opposed to you progressing in the gym based on how much weight you're losing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and there's actually programs that are geared towards that that you can you know invest in if you're wanting to lose weight. You, can, you don't have to buy a program that tells you, oh, you want to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, back to the topic. <laughs> so we were on advice. So love yourself and that whole thing. Anything no. practical? Because what was the... What? I, I have one <coughs> that I learned from... I think it was from... What's her name? Um, Krista? Krista Black. Krista Black. Krista Gifford. Gifford. She said... To like get in touch with your sexuality more, like a practical thing is just to move your hips regularly. Yes, like, I remember that. That's where you're. That's the how you like awaken that, like, sexuality. Yeah. Not just to have sex, but right. just to be yeah. more like in touch. Like even if with you're just driving or like randomly just like dancing. Move your hips and let your body just let your body. Yeah, she really is. And let your body just feel like just like I feel like we go to bed like I do, and sometimes I notice I'm just like so my body's so tense, and I have to like like actively like let my body release. And I think we need to be more intuitive with our body and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Really helps moving your hips and just letting your body be comfortable and sitting down with your legs open if you feel that feels comfortable like mm-hmm. or laying in your bed actually here's a practical tip laying in your bed with your like naked with your legs open <laughs> that's a good practical thing you could that do is. Mm-hmm. Or, and sleeping naked yeah. sleeping naked I do that all the time and like there is one point where I felt super like shameful how are you gonna feel shameful sleeping in your own bed <laughs> what is that about and so I but I, yeah, I, so I just did, I did it until it wasn't uncomfortable anymore. Like, I forced myself out of it. That's what I'm doing right now to myself, because I never, <laughs> like, I used to sleep in a bra and everything. Oh, hell And no. I was, like, oh, that's just Because <laughs> I was, like, oh, I can't. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Well, if there's an emergency and I have to run the <laughs> You see a nipple today. <laughs> But also um, taking sexy selfies. Yes. Yeah. Like Girl, naked or ten out of ten recommend. But yes, I second that. Taking taking sexy photos, mm-hmm. whether that's fully naked or in lingerie. Like this one. Yes. That's my favorite one. Yes. I think we we've, we've come from a place where like it's like shameful to feel yourself, or it's yeah. it's um what's the word? What don't we want to be? Boastful. Boastful. Prideful. Having mm. pride about, it's not me. Like, you imagine somebody's like, hey, your body's really nice. It's all Christ. Lord to God. Lord God. But yeah, just like taking that ownership. And there's something I feel, because, you know, 
I know the argument is always like, well, how do you know when that goes too far? But I feel like when it's true and when it's when it's like you're really embracing yourself, you don't you can't go too far. It's almost like a humbling yeah. thing. Like you're just like, I don't know. There's there's something different about it. But then too, posting the photos when you feel it, when you want to share, I think that there's something completely liberating about that. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say it's weird because I started doing that in like without knowing that that was something you should do. Like, cause I heard that later on, that that was a way to get in touch with your sexuality. Oh. But I started doing that on my own. Taking photos or shaking Yeah, just hands? because oh. like, mm -hmm. I wanted to. Like half of them I didn't even show to my husband. I'm just like, I'm just doing yeah. it for myself. Cause and I- giving yourself true. permission to yeah. do that. That's true, yeah, it's, the, it's a giving your, a lot of it I've realized, it's just giving yourself the permission yep. and owning it and being mm -hmm. like, this is what I actually desire. Mm -hmm. and. Not putting it on like something else, or you know, uh, have the excuse of I don't know whatever excuses you have, just own it, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. Yeah, I think we people don't live in front of the mirror enough. Or too much, maybe. Well, <laughs> what I mean by living the in front of the mirror is just like the real you, looking in the mirror, yeah, and enjoying what you see. Like you know, not looking in the mirror to see what you can fix or what you can obsess over, but looking in the mirror and really enjoying your body. A lot of things, a lot of times at night, like in my room, I'll just dance in front of the mirror. And that's like so like, naked. Oh, uh, sometimes naked, sometimes not, but just depends. I do that a lot actually, more yeah. I think about it. Yeah, just dancing in front of the mirror, watching the way your body moves, enjoying the way your body moves, like literally enjoying yourself. Um, I'm always like playing choreographer in my head, so I just start like making <laughs> dance moves and then <laughs> pretend I'm teaching a class, but. I want to learn belly dancing. I was watching a Beyonce. You know what I always thought was sexy? Yes. Those girls at raves who could do the step with the hoops, like the hula hoops, oh. and they can build on their bodies. I always thought it was so sexy. I would love to learn how to do that. <laughs> Ooh. I want to do aerial one. <laughs> yes. What's it called? Ah. Where they like, it's like the fabric and they wrap yeah, their legs yeah. around it. Yeah. Yes. I know yes, a girl yes. who did that. I saw a plus size woman doing that, and I was like, "That's it, that's it." She's, she's inspired me, because <laughs> you know you always think like, "Oh, I could never do that," and then you have people literally defying gravity with their body, no matter what body shape they're in. There, yeah. there's a girl I follow. She was one of the ones that, like, started teaching me about that. Just like, because she was plus size, she had a gut, but I tell you what. <laughs> she could get on those things like I don't even know and she's just spinning around like she did she just what is it called the, the, with the cloth and you yeah, like wrap your foot in it and you like hang her. but then she also did pole dancing and she could just flip oh, her body all the way around and she was really into yoga and I just like it inspired me I'm like look at a woman like taking control of her body loving every part of herself she's not like you know ripped with a six-pack and like mm -hmm. super much she's like she jiggles like I do she <laughs> And she's just owning her sexuality, and that forever imprinted, like that inspired me so much. Dude, yes, that reminds me of when I started to watch this show called Girls. Have you seen Girls on HBO? Yes. With Lena Dunham. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I've ever seen a woman of her, Lena Dunham's like body type, mm -hmm. on so like naked so many times on television, like, and it to, to the point where it normalized it for me, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is a body. This is a real body, and like. My body is beautiful too, and like I should be able to express myself as well. Like, and it felt so. Just her doing that, it, like, freed me as well too. Like, it, that was also like helpful to me. That's how like Lizzo and Tess Holiday were for me. Mm -hmm. 
because I'd never seen like plus size women just like embrace their sexuality and just like mm. and just be and I might not be doing all that what they're doing but it, mm. it freed me to be able to be like you know and I appreciate those people who just go the extra mile in culture just to let you know that there's room for you here you know yeah like they don't mm-hmm. mind putting themselves out there like I appreciate it mm-hmm. I don't know I've come to appreciate the differences of bodies like mm. I am so glad that people aren't all the same shape and size yes. or whatever like it's so boring to me yes. and I feel like I feel like sometimes like your your body gives you like adds to your personality almost and so there's like some people that like Lizzo for instance like everyone's like she should lose weight and blah blah, blah. but I'm like I love Lizzo just like that yeah. like she's everything about her like it makes her her so right. it's like right you know mm-hmm. but at the same time it doesn't define her like that right. aspect of her doesn't define her right so i don't know i've just come to appreciate people's bodies and i'm like if you want to lose weight because you feel like you should then do it right but other than that yeah it's who you are like i don't i agree so thank you so much for being on this episode dom we loved your insight and your liberation I really do feel like just by you being yourself you liberate others you really do mm-hmm. and I think it's a beautiful gift beautiful thing um, if people love you and want to know more about your thoughts where can they follow you on Instagram you can find me on Instagram at Dominique D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E Noel N-O-E-L-L-E Hines H-I-N-E-S on Instagram Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Holy Trash Podcast. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to our channel, tell your friends about us, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Holy Trash Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, you can email them to us at holytrashpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.